to the Faith Church Estevan podcast, the podcast where we post our previous sermons from previous weeks. And our prayer is that it would grow your relationship with Jesus. Listen wherever you are and enjoy this next episode. Well, what a bunch of losers. Oh, no, not you guys. Uh, I mean, the disciples. My goodness, how soon we forget. What are the disciples doing? They've been with Jesus three years. They spent all of their time with him in those three years learning about what Jesus was all about. They were given a commission. They were told what they uh, were uh, expected to do. And what did they do when trouble came upon them? When Jesus was crucified and died, they go back fishing. Peaceful. Yeah, people. No, peaceful. Oh, peaceful, yeah, by the shore. The disciples of Jesus, you can expect, were demoralized. And they weren't quite ready for what had taken place, I don't think. And so the reading we have today from the Gospel of John is just a few short days since Jesus' crucifixion and was raised from the dead. They have been through a lot that week. The triumphal entry into Jerusalem where everybody was shouting and praising the Lord and, and it looked like Uh, God had put the world at the disciples' feet. Then the trusted friend, Judas, betrays not only Jesus, but his fellow disciples. And then what do the disciples do? They abandoned Jesus when he needed them the most. And then the worst thing of all, Peter denied even knowing Jesus. And just when their morale was at its lowest, as they witnessed Jesus dying on the cross, Sunday morning comes and people tell them that the body of Jesus is no longer in the tomb. tomb was empty. Now what? Now what are they to do? Some of them went and to the tomb and found it empty and the two angels there that said, he has risen. Tell the disciples to go to Galilee, to the lake. They got that right. <laughs> they go there. But I don't think they go for there for the right reason. They don't sit there and wait for Jesus to come. Oh no, let's go fishing. Their heads must have been reeling from all that took place. These events 
during Holy Week and the weeks following really, really preyed on their weakness. Peter denies Jesus. Thomas doubts that he, he was even raised from the dead. Others feel fear and, and abandonment by Jesus. Jesus dying and rising wasn't the problem with the disciples. Do you know what the problem was? Know what they were grieving about? Failure. Failure. They failed Jesus. It wasn't that they doubted who Jesus was. They all testified that they believed that he's the son of God. So being the son of God, they realized that God wouldn't leave him dead. They didn't doubt Jesus. They doubted themselves as being able to live up to the standards of Christ. They let their beloved teacher down. Have you ever let someone down? Have you dreaded seeing them after you had, in your own mind, failed them? Have you thought of breaking away on that relationship because of the circumstances of your own failure to live up to what the relationship required. And so Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, James, John, and two other unnamed disciples decided to take, I guess, a timeout. Galilee was their home. Galilee is where they did most of the ministry and, and branched out for there. That was kind of their headquarters. So there they were, back at the beginning. You remember where Jesus called the disciples when he first called them to come and follow him? In Galilee. They were fishing. And I don't think it's by accident that this all took place the way it did. Jesus planned it that way. I'm certain of it. And in coming to them like he did the first time, it instilled in them the love of Christ that God does have a plan for them even though they had failed him and they haven't didn't fulfill what they were called to do at that time? Yes, they went fishing. And how many did they catch? Zero. Until Jesus came along once again. Oh, by the way, just put the net on the other side of the boat.
And the disciple that Jesus loved, which, by the way, we assume was John, because he wrote the gospel, that gospel. It is the Lord. And Peter got all excited. But Jesus didn't abandon him, that he did come back. Do you know what that demonstrates them not catching any fish? There's a purpose for that. It identifies to the disciples what they thought they should be doing is not what God wanted them to do. That's why they could catch no fish. God doesn't want them fishing for fish. Jesus said, I want you to fish for people. And sometimes I think we get caught up that way too. We want to do what we want and sometimes then neglect to do what God wants us to do. If it's not God's will for one's life, I think it's pretty hard to succeed at that, what we try to do. And if what we're doing in life is fulfilling and productive, that's a good sign. That's exactly what God is wanting us to do. Interesting, isn't it? And it never prospers, uh, prosper us, us to do things that God doesn't want us to do. That God wants us to enjoy life doing things that we enjoy doing. And we get to do that with God's help. They caught nothing until Jesus came along and helped them. And they did not recognize him, we are told. Boy, them guys either got bad eyesight or I had it or maybe it was dark yet. I don't know. The, the sun was coming up on the horizon and there was a glare off the lake. Maybe that's why they didn't recognize him. Or maybe it was that far away. Well, about 100 yards. Well, they should have recognized him, I think. But we don't know. But does that happen to us? Do we sometimes not recognize Jesus? Do we get all wrapped up in the things of life and things going on around us that we don't see that Jesus is standing beside us with his hand upon our shoulder? I think so. Happened to me this past week. Changing the openers on a cedar and was, the rocks that I was kneeling on were getting quite painful. I should have said, can you get me out here and take me back to Esteban? <laughs> yes, sometimes we do fa fail to see Jesus when we need him most, but he's there. He's there. 
But when we don't recognize Christ in our life, we're missing out on something. As the disciples were missing out on something. They allowed their failure in life in the circumstances that they were in to cloud their eyes. They were almost like Paul when Paul went blind and had scales over his eyes. Too often we can allow the world around us to blind us and put scales over our eyes. And we bemoan the circumstances of our life. We sometimes may feel like failures as they did. And it comes on so easily. Someone trying to put a, a confirmation class together or a Sunday school class together or add a Bible study together and not as many people show up as you thought. And you feel like you're a failure. You might invite a few friends to church. And they don't show up. And you might feel like you're a failure. You pray for a miracle in your life. But it hasn't happened yet. Well, life is not about victories or victory to victory. Life is about learning and growing as the Holy Spirit works in your life. Failure actually is just a simple part of the process. We can't accomplish everything. And yes, failure hurts. It hurts deeply. We read that Simon Peter, when he denied Jesus three times, wept bitterly when that cock crowed. He wept when it happened, but he didn't stay that way. He didn't stay in a state of shame. Peter experienced the grace of Christ after he had denied Christ. Peter became a powerful preacher on the day of Pentecost and helped spread the good news of Christ throughout the world. Jesus wants to help all of us. Jesus wants to help you. In the times when you feel that you might be failing, Jesus wants to help you. Wants to help you to grow to grow in an understanding of his love for you. And it's through some of our failures that we become stronger. Pastor uh, Lloyd John Ogilvy told about a friend of his uh, uh, in their youth who uh, decided to become a circus performer. His friend described his experience and how to learn to work as a trapeze artist. He claimed that once you know that the net below you will catch you, you stop worrying about falling. 
you actually learn to fall successfully. What that means is you can concentrate on catching the trapeze because you don't need to worry about falling. And the results of falling and being caught by the net gives you strength to do more and more exciting things as a trapeze artist. And you fail less each fall because you take more risks as you perform. Our faith grows by us experiencing life. As we experience life, we grow in the faith. But by discovering God's grace is sufficient for us, we grow and become stronger people and followers of Christ. Simon Peter discovered that in the last part of the reading of our gospel. Simon Peter denied Jesus three times. And at the lake, when Jesus appeared to the disciples, Jesus turns to Peter and calls him by name, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And we are not certain what Jesus meant by more than these, but we can speculate. Jesus said, when uh, Peter says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you, Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. A third time, once for each denial, Jesus asked, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the three times. He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Peter knew he was forgiven for denying Christ. Jesus was saying to Peter, I have applied my grace to your life and I have forgiven you of your past. He was saying, I love you, Peter, and I need you just as I did to fish for people. That's Jesus' message to us. There might be times that we think we are failures or have failed ourselves or failed family or failed even Christ, and we know, can know for sure that we are forgiven. That's why we have this wonderful story of love and grace in John's gospel. Jesus extends to us the same love and grace he extends to Peter. And Jesus wants us to be instruments of his grace and love to all people. Let us pray. Thank you. 
Hey, thanks for listening today. May you know you are loved, you belong, and have a great week.